This bush is really starting to chafe me. Shh. And it's so dark. I can barely see my hand in front of my face. Does that help? Sure. Orvo, do you have any other illumination options? Dim red light in the dark is spooky as fuck. Shh. Look, this is a really important moment. In this timeline, Marl never makes it to the Millennial Fair. If she doesn't go to the fair, then Chrono doesn't need her, and our adventure never starts. But if she does make it there, then that's one big anomaly fixed. Help her out how? We're in a bunch of bushes. Shh! Stop shushing us! What was that? I think it came from over this way. This is why I wanted us to be quiet. Why? We've got magic now. I know how this goes. Uh, sneak attack! Hey! I found a mid-tonic! Neat. Uh, I should have never given you that sword. I used the blunt side. He'll be fine. Shoot, here she comes. That is a long way down. Yeah, it doesn't look like the linens go all the way to the bottom. And the linens don't look that strong either. I don't think she's going to make it. We've got to do something. Don't look at us. At that height, I think we'll break something if we try to catch her. Robo? I do not want to alert her to our presence. Think, think, think. Got it. Robo, you're going to have to trust me on this. I will not have time to catch her, Luca. I know. Just keep quiet and stay there, please. Sorry, Robo. Land on. Well, nothing's going to stop me from getting to the fair tomorrow. Yeah! There is no way she's getting anywhere in that gigantic ball gown. Stupid, poofy, frilly, ruffly. It just. God! There we go. It's much easier to move around with all that silly princess fabric. (laughs) That is. Way more resourceful than I would have expected. Yep, that's moral for you. <laughs> now! Which way is out of here? <laughs> oh, never mind. Who's gonna die out here? I have an idea. What was that? Of course. We can lead her to the exit without drawing attention to us. Who's there? Is this a trick to try to scare me? Because it won't work! Aha! Oh. Gotcha! Found you! Wait a second. If we're here, then who's that? You're not getting away from me this time. We've got to help her. No, I think she's got this under control. Not so tough now, eh, little birdies? 
Wow. Can't say I expected that either. Look out! Whoa, what? What? Who are you? Who are you? nightmare this has all been. It's okay. Everything's going to be alright now. I almost lost my friend and then these awful dinosaur creatures kept attacking us and I almost got killed by an evil robot. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I've never seen a robot before. That sounds pretty neat, Melchior. Oh my god. You're meh. You're meh. My name, my name is some Marl. Just relax, Melchior. That Amanita got a bunch of its spores on you. You'll be fine soon. Melchior, why do you keep calling me that? Well, isn't that your name? It's engraved on your sword. Oh, I guess probably people call you Mel. No, uh, no, well, actually, um, people call me, <sighs> yeah, people call me Mel. Well, pleased to meet you, Mel. Miss, you can't just barge in here without paying for a night's stay. Ugh! How much could a room cost? A hundred gold? Thank you muchly, Miss. Could you play something a bit more... upbeat? Oh my goodness! We were so worried about you! Wait... What's going on here? I could ask you the same question, T. Oh! Who are these people, Mel? Mel? <coughs> <coughs> yes, my mistake. Sorry, Mel. I'm T, and this is my traveling companion, Flea, and her amazing automaton. Hello. I am an automaton. I'm Natty. Marl. I'm Marl. Marl. Wow. I've never seen anything like this before. We were just talking about this. Oh, and your ears. Are they natural? Um, it's a costume for the fair. Oh, you are one of those. There's nothing wrong with dressing up. It takes a lot of time and effort to get the details right, and it's fun. For just a moment, you can be anyone, and it doesn't matter to me if no one else likes it. Okay, easy there, Flea. Marl, do you think we could have a moment with Mel? Absolutely. See you soon, Mel. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? When you are knocked out, we didn't want to raise any further suspicion or cause any potential paradoxes. After all, Marl has seen me in Robo. Or she will. Marl managed to bring you here by herself. She is surprisingly capable under duress. And we were short on time, so we had to come up with disguises in a pinch. Okay, well, maybe you could have got here a bit faster. I think Marl may be a bit too into me. Error. Left actuator not found. Not again. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It it looks like it's being erased. Erased from existence. Luca, 
What's going on? Marl's supposed to meet Chrono at the fair. Instead, she bumped into another buff red-haired swordsman the night before. Thank you? We interfered with their first meeting. If they don't meet, then Marl never enters the portal. If she doesn't enter the portal, then Chrono never follows, and we never meet Robo or start our journey to stop Lavos. That's why Robo's fading. He's being erased from existence. Robo's first since we encounter him later. And then, it'll be me. Wait, wait, wait. Even if that did happen, couldn't he and I just talk to the Luca in this timeline? Shh. Time travel is complicated. Ugh. Fine. I think I have a plan, but it's going to be pretty risky. Oh, yeah. Because the last plan worked out so well. I trust you, T. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we might get into a little hot water as we talk about Marl and Luca. With me, as always, is my good friend, Nick G. I am recording this from the bath. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah, you know, fire and water, uh, hot tub, hot springs. This is the beach episode. Yep. And I'm pretty sure my microphone is not going to fall in. So I think we're, I think we're good to go. I, I, I feel like I set myself up for something. I kind of want it to be a beach episode now. We'll come up with a beach episode of the show eventually. Is there a beach in Corner Trigger? There is, isn't there? There's in Chrono Cross. There's Opasa Beach. A very important beach. It's, it's, yes. Um, Angelus Erer. I don't think Chrono Trigger has a beach. It has a lot of sand. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of coastline, but I don't know about a beach. There's also cliffs. <laughs> Many cliffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today we're, we're going to talk, we've talked about a bunch of, we've talked about some of the other main characters. I believe so far we talked about Robo. Wait, is it Robo? Maybe it's just Robo, as far as I can think of. It might have just been Robo. Well, forget that. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Marl and Luca, two very important characters in the game with very, very different attitudes and playstyles. Very much so. Luca's like, I mean, I mean, from one aspect, Luca's your classic blaster caster. Yes, she's got a gun, like in particular. Um, she is at the maximum level. She has the is tied for the highest magic stat. I did not believe that. Tied with Magus? Tied with Magus. Yeah. She's got a knack for this thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, sure, she's actually, she is the blaster caster. She's not particularly quick or nimble, but like, holy crap, that magic power, man. Yeah. Drop some straight fire. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, Marl, on the other hand, has some similarities, but is like kind of your classic white mage or, or cleric. Yeah. Like she's definitely a support. She can cast all of the great heals. She can cast the most powerful heals that you never need. Yeah. Man, Aura, Aura does it a lot of the time. I'm using Aura, Aura in the fight with Lavos. Yeah. Because it's that effective. Like her magic stat is so high that it just doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like you only have 999 HP max anyway. Yeah. And at level like 50, Marl can, can replenish at least half of that with Aura. And usually you just need to top up anyway. Yep. She is third place for magic. So behind Marl and, or behind Luca and Magus. Okay. She's no slouch in that arena. She is one of the slowest. She is actually faster than Luca at the end of the game. Oh, wow. But she has the lowest stats out of everyone in the game, hmm. which I don't know. That's weird. By a lot, do you know? Um, it didn't look like it was by too much last I checked. Okay. 
I feel like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't design games. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. Balance is hard. I was like, I feel like it should be pretty, pretty close to, to everyone, uh, you know, adding up to the, to, to a similar total in terms of stats. Then again, Merle has haste. So, you know, how does that factor in? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking to ask, like, who's your favorite character? And if Marl didn't have haste, why wouldn't it be Marl? And that's that's unfair. <laughs> this is, of course, just talking about them mechanically. Marl is also, you know, in a different completely. If you take her abilities and set them aside, completely different than her abilities, sort of. She's like the innocent, naive tomboy who's also a princess and would much rather just be like living her free life than being stuffed in a castle. Yes. And Luca who is a very proud genius who has maybe made a couple missteps that gives her an attitude of being like outlandish, but she does not care. She's living her best life. Yeah. Like Marl's whole thing is like she, she doesn't want to be constrained by the castle. And a lot of it has to do with that. She's like a person of the people. She's the one who like is invested in people's stories right away and like cares for people on a one-on-one -on -one basis and is very empathetic and stuff. So being outside helps with that. Whereas Luca sort of lives in a world entirely of her own making. <laughs> And has made her own world around her. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, so, you know, are you a Marl or are you a Luca? It's the real, yeah. real question for millennials. <laughs> We're just going to draw the lines right there. Yep. Uh, I mean, with the exception of Frog. And even then, I think Marl kind of warms up to Frog. Yeah. Or no, wait, is it Luca that, that freaks out about? I think it's Luca. It's Luca. Yeah, I think mind. it's Luca. You know, never, yeah. never mind. That's consistent then. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're on Death Peak. Chrono is like recovered. Marla's the one that's like, oh my God, Chrono, you're back. She's the one that's like, we got to help these people. I think she's the first person in uh, 2300 AD that's like, hey, we got to do something about this. Like Luca's obviously also concerned, but not in a, it's not a sense of like empathetic duty. It's a sense of like moral duty. Yes. Yeah. Luca has, has, does, does feel uh, a moral duty to, to, to things, things like that. Cause otherwise she'd be Sherlock Holmes. Oh my God. That'd be <laughs> insufferable. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is insufferable, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Brief tangent on Sherlock Holmes. Like what's interesting about Sherlock Holmes is, you know, the deduction and how, like, how did he piece that together? Like that you're, you're interested in the process of things. Yeah. Look, I've never like never like does anything to the detriment of the party you know following her her own machinations though it is fun when it's like hey, i made this gun it does like random damage and everyone's <laughs> like how is that useful and luca's like Meh. isn't it neat look at this gun isn't it neat <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah luca's definitely in her own world and i i think that's fine and it actually creates some really interesting stories in chrono trigger one thing that I, I kind of put in the outline for today's episode is like Chrono Trigger is a game of optionality in the, in the sense that like, you know, it was designed that there are six or seven characters as you like. And for the most part, you always get to choose who you have in your party. And anytime you have somebody in your party, they have their own unique dialogue. Yes. Yeah. And what that means is one in your head, you can have your own unique playthrough of Chrono Trigger. Mm hmm. Where you're like, this is my story of Chrono Trigger. But also it means that like you can play out certain dynamics in the group that may or may not exist because for the most part, the characters are fairly one note, but also because who is in your party at the time is, is different. And by that, I mean, in a very real sense, as far as the storyline of the game goes, Marl and Chrono get married. Like that's that's in the ending of, of the PlayStation version and in the ending of the, the DS versions. 
and and there's that moment on death peak you know there's there's this big hug and it's like that could be romantic or it could be platonic but if you didn't take marl to death peak you could like you have a different story going on that's true a very different story i think this makes you think of is like yeah you can take whoever whoever you want to an extent wherever you want in the game and just unfortunately one thing the game doesn't have because there's only so much so much you can fit in is like if you haven't had a character in there for a while and then you put them in and they're like what the heck kind of crazy stuff is going on now i missed so many intervening (laughs) steps like imagine like i know we don't tend to have luca in the party a lot yeah um not because she's bad in fact over time i think like i like her as a character and over time we've learned that she's actually really good as far as magic goes she's very good yeah but can you imagine like you go to lavos and luca's like oh i'm oh omg Croto died why didn't anybody what? tell me what's going on we've been friends since childhood why didn't anybody give me a hint the idea is you're all keeping everybody in the loop all the time and leveling everybody up but yeah, it's you, yeah. So in 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 some small ways, you can you can kind of custom custom tailor the plot by having you choose which characters you want to react to the events of the story. I don't think any of them have particularly different reactions, but it is it is nice that they get their own voice. Yeah, I think there's like maybe two or three occasions where there's some significant difference. I think one of them is when Magus is around when Cyrus uh, is is exercised or put to rest. Hmm. I think possibly Marl on Death Peak, but usually they're like fairly generic responses, but it's still, it's just like kind of a neat thought. And I think of it in terms of like, if you kind of throw away that, that DS, that PlayStation ending for a second, Marl meets Chrono at the fair. There's kind of a little bit of a relationship there. There's definitely some interest there from Marl's side. Mm -hmm. And then you have Luca, who's the childhood friend, and there doesn't necessarily have to be any romantic relationship there at all. Mm Mm-hmm. But I find it interesting that if you take the fact that you can like swap characters in and out, that you can kind of like build a story where it's like maybe Luca and Marl aren't friends. Yeah. Because you just never have them together. <laughs> I feel like I have memories of Luca being specifically non impressed at Marl being a princess. <laughs> I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you were right, but that kind of plays back into her character too, right? Where she's just like, whatever, I make stuff. Yeah. You're a princess. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you were the, the Bulma of the Chrono Trigger world, like, I wouldn't be particularly <laughs> impressed either. She ripped a hole through time. She did. And in her front yard, she had a spot that you can jump into and then travel uh, to another continent. I always... I, uh, so hard to between, find. It's between the two trees. Yeah, I figured that out now. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's also not that useful to go back that way. No, at that point in the game, you've either opened the gates, in which case you just gate hop or you have yeah. the epoch and you just like you you're just never going back in there i, th- I think i have memories of like walking around there and be- and stumbling on the, p- the spot that says vortex point I'm like what's this is this some kind of new secret that i found and then i go in i'm like oh it's the hacker cave never mind i mean it's like a cool way to connect the two parts of the world it is cool that you like you definitely i mean i never expected that you could go back but you got it's kind of neat probably use it to, she could probably use it to power something there's a vortex right there. Guardia's first renewable energy source. Yeah, <laughs> damn that thing up. Yeah, Sunstone, forget it. Just, just, just <laughs> do the vortex. Sunstone takes forever. <sighs> yeah, eons of time. One thing that I find really interesting talking about Marl and Luca is like the use of tropes. Like we talked about, like Luca is your classic blaster caster. Marl is your, your classic white mage. 
but like both of them are also suffer from the trope of like oh they're girls so they're weak and i'm not saying that's a good trope but it's like it unfortunately plays out in the mechanics of the game yeah they they just like the the uh, the calculations are such that they do less damage is that right Oh, yeah. It, like, um, I think for the guys, it's like, I don't know, four fifths is based on their weapon and the remainder is based on their their power. For Marl and Luca, it's like they're a combination of their hit stat and their attack stat. So they just don't get to use as much. And in one sense, it's like, oh, they're using ranged weapons. In D&D, you don't get to add more power when you use a crossbow. But it's also like, come on, who cares? 5e, you could add your dex. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a cool rule. I mean... Neither of them are particularly speedy, yeah. but it would it would be something. I mean, it's it's also just kind of sad in comparison to like Isla, who is just like you know, men, women doesn't matter. She's going to wreck you. Yep, that's her brand. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's like lots of other other tropes going on. Like Luke is this inventor girl, but that actually doesn't play out that much. Not really. I mean, I mean, she has a couple texts that are like bombs. Uh, so there's that, and you periodically Taven does as much inventing stuff or creating stuff as as Luca does. Yeah, and also very missable, and we've missed that on many occasions. Sure have. Yeah, we didn't even do it this year. I think we got the first... No, we forgot. We talked about it, and then we forgot about it. Yeah, we didn't do, we didn't do Lara at all. No, yeah, partly out of time. Yep, but we did it this year. We got, got all the endings. Got all the endings, yeah. I kind of would have liked to see, see more about... I mean, all of the characters, let's be honest. But uh, like, like you said last episode, I'll kill her. No, filler. Um... But just like if we've got like this princess and you've got like this inventor, I would have liked to have seen, I guess, more of either of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Marl only seems to have not even authority. The only place people know Marl is in the castle. Which admittedly is the only castle on the entire planet. Uh, Yeah, actually. We're not going to get into that. No. Yeah. That's the only place she has authority. Luca can make stuff, but only kind of does it some of the time and not even when it's necessary. Right. Like if you, what is it? If you wait around, she'll invent the air zonker, whatever. Oh yeah. But it's, it's just a gun. Yeah. We also have that, that wonderful little bit of characterization that everyone waits for at the very beginning of the game where the, that woman at the fans like, uh, Luca's got another invention. Hope it doesn't blow up like all the others. Does she always bring her inventions to the fair and then they blow up? I mean, that, that asks a question about like, it's the millennial fair. So presumably there haven't been, I, I guess you can have other fairs. Yes. Yeah. So she, she must, she must debut, debut a lot of stuff publicly. Yeah, I like that. I, I really appreciate actually because it plays into her. Actually, that you mentioned there, uh, they talk about both of the characters in the fair. We just don't talk to them very much. No, that's true. Like they also talk about like, oh hey, it's uh, it's the millennial fair. Um, did you know that the Guardia has reigned for like thirty three generations and like. The king has, uh, like, how can the king control a kingdom when he can't even control his daughter? Oh, yeah. Uh, that also comes up. Her unruly daughter. It feels like, it feels like that, that was the beginning of stuff that was going to carry on. But I guess there also that aren't that many people in Guardia. Just straight up. Like, there's not that much gossip to get. No, no. no I mean, no. When, I, when we put things under the microscope, I'm often like, oh, they should have done this. And at the same time... I think it's a, f- a factor of scale. Like they opted to make a game that is maybe a little bit short, but leaving you wanting more. But like, how would uh, if, like with Marl, if I wanted her to use her princess authority, then you'd need another kingdom. Well, okay, now you have another kingdom. You need a reason for it to be there. Luca's going to invent things. You need a reason for that to to happen. And we have lots of good reasons for that. Marl, um, 
like you have the authority of the king and the previous king and the next king. And it's like, I'm going to leave this in your care because you're a princess and I'm the king and I can do what I want. And then you've got the trial and like, that's actually really cool. Um, yeah. And Luca, the sunstone is kind of weak to be honest. <laughs> like, oh look, she invented a thing, but it's kind of like an, oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You get, get shades, get the wonder shot. Like it could have been, we could get closure on the, on the dragon tank. Yeah. We did talk about this before. Luca met the dragon tank? That we don't know. But that would have been neat to like tie that together. But then again, then you need to invent a plot line where like, why is it significant that Luca's family created the dragon tank? Yeah. I mean, so what we want is just a, a sandbox Chrono Trigger game. <laughs> Which would suck. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would just be bad. Our trigger is very much carried by the plot. Um, another example of, of Luca's like living in her own world, living in her own head. Is Luca being like, hey, Corona, how'd you pick up a cutie like her? Like, Luca doesn't, doesn't beat around the bush. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's very direct. Yeah, I, I guess the thing that kind of offsets the personalities of these characters in particular is they spend so much time out of their element and out of their time that you don't really see their, their uh, personalities against, quote, normal circumstances. They just mostly have to be like, oh, wow, what's this now? And in that sense, I think it makes it makes sense that you don't have to worry about uh, her being a princess or her being a so you don't have to worry about Marl being a princess or Luca being an inventor because you're right. They're in different time periods. What you're interested in is like Luca is more introverted and is somebody a representative from the present dealing with all these weird things in the past or the future, um, how they react to those things. And Marl is a princess who's trying to be a commoner, but also dealing with things way out of her element. I mean, out of everyone's element. But it's it's less about, you know, class and it's more about um, personality. You know, you've got Marl's empathy for her f- friends, for her family, for the people in the future. Like, you got to keep hope, got to get that seed and you got to grow it. And Luca's just like helping people and, and trying to trying to make a better future because it's the right thing to do. And for the most part, Marl only seems to use her power to have to stop people being executed. <laughs> Like, at no point is she like, I got this, and pulls out fat stacks or anything like that. Like, that never comes up. That would be so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're at the fair, and it's like, oh, do you want to buy a sword, Chrono? And she, like, even if it was just a nod, it's like, Marl pulls out a fat stack of cash, and she's like, oh, wait, I better not. Like, that doesn't happen. I'd probably give me away. (laughs) I have written down, spoiled rich girl, but we actually don't see her being spoiled that much. No. No, not not really at all. No, she doesn't. Uh, she's like, just has all she has is the necklace. That's the that's that's the thing. It's just a family heirloom, uh, a worthless piece of glass. Exactly. Sorry, it's made of dreamstone. Probably. Never mind. Oh yeah, all that good stuff is it's made out of the frozen flame. Pro- uh, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Hello? Mel! Good morning! Uh, Good morning? So, I was wondering... Would you like to go to the fair with me? Huh? Uh, yeah. Do you mind if my friends tag along? Hmm. I guess they can come. Fantastic. Just a sec. 
Rise and shine. Robo? Robo? Where's Robo? He left a note. If you are reading this, I have most likely been erased. Please, friends, continue with the plan. I believe in you. Oh no. This is happening faster than I had anticipated. It's alright. We've just got to get through it. We can do this. Okay. Let's do it. For Robo. Alright. Ready to go. Oh! Weren't there three of you? What happened to the robot? Hmm. Um, it was in need of repairs. We should really get going. This is going to be fun. Yep, sure is great. Oh, hey, maybe we could sit here by this fountain and watch the races. No, let's have some fun. Step right up, step right up. A grand chance to win silver points. Ooh, you should try, Mel. Yeah, I, I guess we could try that. It's not far. Are you a strong man or a weakling like those wizards we beat hundreds of years ago? Hello, young man. All you have to do is line up, judge your distance carefully, and whammo! <laughs> Terrible luck, chum. Better luck next time. Aw, oh, man. Why not let me have a go? <laughs> Wait, why don't you give it a shot? You can't be any worse than these two. <laughs> I could try. After all, it's just applied physics, right? <gasps> yeah! <sighs> Wowee! Congratulations! And of course, here are your silver points. Oh, Flea! Who'd have thought you're so strong? <laughs> nah. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Say, do you know the latest gossip? No. Do we want to know? Just between us, I heard that the king is distressed over his tomboy of a daughter. Just once, I would like to see how wild she really is. That sure is some gossip! (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Oh, uh, what's over there? T, is this part of the plan? No, definitely not. But on the other hand, I think it might work to our advantage. Uh, Flea, Mel and I are going to go check out the fair. How about we meet you back at the bell later? What? Just, uh, trust us. Uh... This is the renowned Tent of Horns! Parental discretion advised! Ooh! Let's go in there! This fine tingling show is about to start! For a show, it's awfully empty in here. Yeah, just the two of us. <laughs> Welcome to Norstein Beckler's lab. Are you prepared to be dazzled and amazed? Yes! Amaze 
Yes. Um, actually, isn't this supposed to be a tent of horrors? <laughs> well, it was more horrifying than this. The self. The darkness within our hearts. The mirror that we hold against ourselves. Whoa! It's me! But I'm not horrifying. Am I? That's literally a mirror. Left arm, right arm! Right arm, left arm! Laugh! <laughs> That's just reflected light. Shock! Woo! <laughs> That wasn't me. That's right. It was me. You're a clone. I am you. You're me? No. You are me. No, no, no. We don't have time for this. But we haven't even seen the rest of the show. They'll be back. They always come back. <laughs> What's wrong, Oh, it's it's nothing. Just an old illness in my hand acting up. It'll be fine. Oh. I'm sorry. I can't put my finger on it, but I really feel like we have a connection. Oh, thank you. I think I think we do too. It feels like we could be good friends. Ooh, what's that over there? Step right up, step right up. Earn five silver points if you can drink ten cans of soda under the time limit. Oh, Flea, you should try. Oh no, I couldn't. Come on, just give it one try. Okay, what the heck? Let's do this. <laughs> Strange. This doesn't smell like soda. It smells like some sort of ethanol? And that is time we have another winner. Flee, you're awfully competitive, aren't you? Sometimes. Oh, I feel a little woozy. You look a bit flush. Are you okay? <laughs> Marl, we should dance. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, this is going to be fun. Before that, let's go get some candy! This is the most fun I've had in months! Look what we found, Chrono. He's on his way up here. You do kind of look like him. <laughs> oh my god, Luca. Your breath reeks. What the heck happened? I am the greatest. No one can beat the great inventor Luca. I think someone has had a few too many sodas. Oh my god. Look, we've we've gotta get out of here before Chrono gets here. No, I gotta get candy. I I want candy. Candy with Marl. No, there's no time for that. Come on, Luca. <sighs> I I think I saw this timeline's Luca. Luca. Prime, I guess? Anyway, she left the telepod area. Maybe we can take her up there. Sad. Hey, where'd you go, Flea? Hey, 
did that help? Uh, my tummy hurts and my head. Glad to have you back. Robo, you're back. I can safely report that I am no longer malfunctioning. Yeah, I don't think I'd call being erased from existence malfunctioning. Robo's back. Does that mean that we did it? We repaired this anomaly? I think so. Robo, can you do the... the number thingy? Affirmative. Calculating anomalies. Confirmed. Repairing this anomaly has successfully eliminated, quote, many numbers of the anomaly thingies, end quote. <laughs> nice work, Robo. Does... does that mean... Does that mean that we might be able to go home? There is an 87.367% chance that Luca's so-called time scar has healed. Opening the gate to your world would be possible. I like those odds. Right. If we connect the key to the telepod, I might be able to open a gate. But we'd have to be quick. Yes! Let's do this! Holy shit. We're finally going home. Not so fast. Uh, okay. Well, which is it? Quickly or not so fast? Can only do one of those two things. Get them, Nisbel! Ah, shit. Ha ha ha! Splendid! So this is Guardia. I'll raise the greatest army the world has ever seen in Pore, and use it to wipe this pitiful little kingdom off the map. The Zeal Archives is a Nextcast production. If you have questions, comments, or criticisms, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter, both at the Nextcast. Special thanks go out to our voice actors this episode, Artemidge in the role of Innkeeper and Norstein Beckler, D. Morton in the role of Strongman, Dan Murray in the role of Delton, Manda Whitney in the role of Marl and Shadow Marl, Nick H. in the role of Guard and Soda Salesman, Nick G. in the role of his fictional self, Mel, and Discussion Host, Nick T. in the role of his fictional self, Robo, Old Woman, and Discussion Host, SM Zelda Rules in the role of Luca Ashtier, and Sofa Cushion in the role of Ticketmaster. If you want to learn more about the voice actors or topics covered in this episode, check out the show notes in your podcatcher of choice or at the source zealarchives.com.